The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Really? No, really. Really? No, really. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Really No Really. I'm Jason Alexander. I'm here with my best friend, Peter Tilden. And you may ask, why am I speaking so quietly? Because there's a golf game in the other room. What are you talking about? What are you doing this for? (laughs) It's a theme. I'm on theme. Our theme today, our really today, has to do with quiet, does it not? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's so I'm, I'm setting a tone. I'm not allowed to set a tone? Wow, you're like magic. It's like working with magic. Anyway, today is about the quiet. Yes. Because, because we found out there's a quiet zone in the United States. It's 13,000 square miles large. What? what? No Wi-Fi. What? No Wi-Fi. No cell phones. And we wanted to find out from a guy who visited and wrote about it, are the people there happier? Because we talk about technology and cutting back on your cell phone. Every week I get to another article about, uh, on Fridays, do quiet Friday for four hours. And I go, shut up. I, where, where do you get, for, wait a minute. Where do you get an email? Who's sending you an email about quiet Fridays? I was on radio for many years. Authors send me stuff. I get stuff all and the And they time. would send you a thing saying, hey, respect quiet Friday? Well, somebody wants to come on the show to promote. To quiet Fridays, quiet to be Friday? healthier, so you can have better mental hygiene. And that show went off the air. I can't believe it. <laughs> that is, what a topic. That show was on for years. Anyway, can we get to this? Uh, can I ask one other question? 13,000 square miles in the United States is a quiet let's get. Let's get did to you, Did you add a zero? 13,000. I believe, I believe 130 square miles. 13,000 square miles. If you read a thing. You page, want to stand behind if that? If you read a thing. Of quiet. See- where there's no technology, no cell phones, no nothing. 13,000. Where is this place? I don't know, but I'm yearning to get there. It's two and a half hours out of Washington. Stephen Kersey, our guest, visited there, wrote a book about it, was moved about it. Stephen, 13,000 square miles. Right. Is that I, I true, correct, Stephen? Right? That's the correct size, yeah. Hold but on a second. Hold on, hold on. I need gloating. Nice. I need a minute. Oh, let's take a moment of, of quiet gloating. 13,000 square miles. And located where exactly, Stephen? So it covers three states, West Virginia, Virginia, and a little bit of Maryland as well. I, 
Well, it must be quiet because I've never heard of it. <laughs> a lot of people never heard of it. And that's because, explain what's there. It's our, our surveillance is there. Our, our telescopes and our listening devices for the country are stationed yeah. there, correct? Yeah. So maybe I can go back to the beginning of why it was established. So back in the 1950s, the United States was investing big in this new science of radio astronomy. It's listening to those radio waves that are coming in from the deep reaches of space. And to establish a radio astronomy observatory, you got to put it in a really radio quiet place, just like you got to put an optical astronomy observatory in a really dark place. And this area of West Virginia was kind of circled around Green Bank, West Virginia. It's in the Appalachian Mountains there. It was deemed one of the quietest places on the eastern United States and the most suitable place for hosting this first national radio astronomy observatory. So you're saying it's listening to the stars. It's also listening to Brenda in her bathroom in Colorado, correct? Well, in a sense, yeah. So around the same time that the U.S. was creating this National Radio Astronomy Observatory, the U.S. Navy was also active out there in the Appalachian Mountains to establish a very secretive listening post, where to this day, the National Security Agency, which is kind of like the intelligence arm of the Department of Defense, operates its own collection of about a half dozen radio antennas, which are actively swooping up millions of Phone calls, messages, emails, everything, every single second, essentially. It's been called the largest eavesdropping bug in the United States. So, yeah, there's this quiet zone for two reasons. One, for listening to the stars, and also for listening to this to amazing oh, radio. Wow. And, you, and you were complaining about the Roomba gathering information so the, on another show. What's cool about this, we've talked about tech and how teenagers are, are ruined or destroyed by tech and the fact that we underestimate our screen time. By a hundred percent, which makes sense. But I don't need to see my screen time. I get it. I get what I'm doing here. But Stephen, the fascinating thing about him, before he went into the quiet zone, got rid of, he traveled all over the world. He's written articles for a lot of magazines, gave up his cell phone. So he didn't have a cell phone for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it was back in 2009 when I last had a cell phone and I just kind of threw it away. I can just remember the clanking sound of it landing inside the garbage can. Wow. Yeah. I've been living in Cambodia and I was traveling around Asia and I just decided I wanted to take a break from this device that wasn't going to work anyways while I was traveling. And when I got back to the U.S., I didn't want to spend money on this fancy new smartphone that everybody was pressuring me to get. And that turned into weeks, turned into months, turned into this philosophical aversion to a culture of constant connectivity where we're forced to always be looking at this device and having it on us all the time and being available for everybody all the time. I've just rejected that. And eventually that desire to live that way led me to Green Bank, West Virginia, where wow, it's quiet, not just naturally, but by law. Too. And now we know why we had so much trouble getting him to return a call. Yeah, the guy doesn't answer never, phone. Never answers phone. the phone. It's it's not can't, ringing. Can't be bothered. Could, I care. thought can't be bothered. I love that. By big way. important guy writing about quiet. So was this like an, when they established this 13,000 square mile, was this an imminent domain thing? Did Brenda in Green Bank get to say, I'm not so happy about this? Or was it imposed on people? In a sense, yeah. I mean, any remote community that doesn't have a whole lot going on economic-wise would be thrilled to have this huge investment of federal dollars. But at the same time, when you're the person whose farm is getting paved over to build this new astronomy yeah. observatory and to have these new uh, uh, devices being erected in your in your cow pasture or whatever, you're not going to be the most thrilled. So there were some cases of eminent domain being used to take farmers' lands. The Astronomy Observatory, it covers like, it's over 2,000 acres. 
in that patch of, of Green Bank, West Virginia. So when we say a, a, a quiet zone, do we mean merely technologically quiet or is it like no fireworks, no, no, no radios after 10 o'clock? Is it, is it really yeah. restricted in, in, in that way as well? No, it's not. It's only restricted in the radio noise sense, gotcha. radio noise, which is given off by you know your microwave oven or uh-huh. by your smartphone or even by starting up your gasoline car, which is why on the observatory itself, you're only supposed to have diesel engines beyond a certain point because they don't have a spark plug inside that's going to give off that radio wave. If you think about it, radio noise tends to be associated or to come with actual audible noise, like a big factory making a lot of noise is probably going to have a lot of radio pollution coming off of it as well. So it, it, it tends to be naturally quiet in radio quiet places. I would go, now, so there's still a dog barking. See, I have mis- misophonia, which means background noise. Like if I'm talking to you right now, I'm fine. But if there's a cadence of like scratching or my dog like walks around with his nails on the wooden floor, it drives me out of my mind. I can't control it. It's like, it's horrible, especially if there's a cadence to it. So I can't imagine in a quiet zone, if there's a case, like dogs walking around barking, do they tell the dog to shut up or it doesn't matter because it's not electromagnetic? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. If the dog matter. has an electric can blanket I, that's malfunctioning. Can I that's just ask you, a, what, 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 what is wrong with you? What, what does that mean? You I have, have a thing. What is, what is, what is, is, what is this condition? Misophonia. Me- <laughs> He's going to, Laurie, misophonia. do me a favor. We need a misophonia. Googleheim, check that one out. Googleheim. Yeah, Googleheim, check it out. I have a, what? if I have a disability, why are you laughing? Why is that what, funny? What, what, you so feel? what is it? If your dog is walking around, you can't If focus. I hear noise, Lauren, if I'm sitting and talking in the front seat of the car to somebody and somebody's in the back of the car talking, I, I lose my mind. And I, I don't do it intentionally. It's not like, oh, please, I want you to. It's that other noise is so disruptive that it drives, it actually drives me, drives me. So nuts. if I do this. Yeah, I'm going to kill. Yes. For the rest of this interview, you won't be able to focus. You won't be able to function. This is making you crazy. You can't even understand Hold what on, I'm let me saying close my right eyes. I can see the emails flying in now telling <laughs> Jason, shut Why don't you punch Jay? That sound I could do. Do you punch I know him? you 30 years. I never knew this about you. Because you don't ask. But that's a whole other show. Uh, concern for other people from a big star from Seinfeld. So, um, <laughs> I heard big star, everything else. I that's my, that's <laughs> you know, my theory. You don't hear that often. I heard big star. You don't hear that often. <laughs> oh, he has me so, so phony. <laughs> oh. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. 
Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do they have television in the in the in the quiet zone? Yeah, let me just clarify like, some misnomers. Like, there's there's internet in the quiet zone. It's not the land where the internet ends. It's just supposed to be you know plugged in internet. There's television. It's just supposed to be plugged in. And the oh, all right. So they can see they can see run, run reruns of popular shows. Oh, here from, we go. Here we go. So yes, you couldn't walk could down stream, Main Street. They could stream if they needed to. They could stream a show. It wouldn't be wireless, but they would stream it on a hard wire. What he's trying to get at is even in the quiet zone, you know they would yell out, "George, George, no, can't no. stands you." No. First of all, they can't yell it out. It's a quiet zone. They're allowed to yell. No, no. <laughs> when, did, when did you make this? What are you, the mayor? They now? Yell out, George, in the quiet zone. I'm going shh, quiet zone. But let's get to it. So the people there. Limited, limited tech. I mean, after looking at the book, there is some Wi-Fi. There are people who don't adhere to the rules, even though you're supposed to. You can get fined, whatever. But yeah. wait, wait, wait. So there are people. So this is an area where supposedly there's no real available Wi-Fi signals or tech. But people are gaming the system sometimes. I can't get a Wi-Fi signal in my house, well, and not, I use a very prominent provider. Yes, you How do. do they pull that off? It's still not. It's still not ideal because you still have to use a desktop, et cetera. Uh-huh. But, but give us an overview of these people about, are they happier with face-to-face? Are they doing face-to-face? Does it look like Mayberry there? Does everybody have a piano <laughs> and board games? Are they all playing inside and it's la-di-da? I'm really happy because I'm not being judged online. Yeah, that's a great question because uh, when you first go into the town, a lot of journalists have gone there and written articles about it. You do get that Mayberry feeling. There's some quaint general stores and people say things like never had cell service, never had Wi-Fi. We don't miss it. But then the longer you stay there, you kind of start to see, Oh, that family actually does have Wi-Fi at their home. It's just kind of hidden in the closet and they don't want to tell the observatory about it because they don't want to get in trouble. Or you start, you know, kind of discovering this culture and this history of quirky characters who've been attracted to a super quiet place to kind of get away from it all. So they can, go and just like the observatory, like the astronomers did, they wanted to go to a place where they were quiet, where they could get away from all the noise of society. There's lots of quirky characters who are out there who've been trying to get away from all for well, various with, reasons. With face-to-face, do you see a difference? Is there an overall difference that people are yeah, a bit happier? There. Because the tech is limited, let's put it that way. Yeah, there's actually a, an Italian researcher who did a study where he interviewed a bunch of people around Pocahontas County. So Green Bank is in this 
county, which is the size of Rhode Island. It's a state-sized county called Pocahontas. He interviewed a bunch of people there and also in a neighboring county where it doesn't have these same quiet restrictions. And he found that people in the quiet zone do report being measurably happier and they have less stress and they're less, you know, freaked out, I guess, by having their devices all the time. There was another researcher from the University of Illinois who went out there and he found, whereas in popular culture, we have this idea around dead zones, dead zones being places that are lifeless, right? Or it's kind of like a glitch in the matrix. It's this place that you want to avoid, these dead zones. But rather than it being a lifeless place, the quiet zone, it's actually full of people who are just more intentional about when they want to be online and offline. And they can kind of re-seize control over this aspect of our lives that so many of us have lost because we're always tethered. It's interesting because I've read about a teenager who, and they, they venture out, they go to visit friends who are not in the quiet zone, et cetera. And she has computers and all of that. She comes back and said, I really missed being outdoors and doing a lot of the stuff that I did at home in the quiet zone. She wasn't that enamored with it. Being yeah. outside. She Being outside. Yeah, it was okay. And it's great. She went like a, on like a rumspringer and she didn't. And by the way, the Amish um, only use, different sects use it differently, but they, they use it for commerce rather than owning it. They leave it outside of the house. There's all kinds of rules because uh-huh. they don't want to be, they don't want the community to be absorbed into the outside community. And oddly enough, a large percentage of those kids stay. So there must be yeah. something to that. Yeah, there's a, a strong sense of community and of knowing everybody there in Green Bay. In part, that's because there's just not a whole lot of people there. So it's a Rhode Island-sized county where there's only about 8,000 people. It's one of the most sparsely populated counties east of the Mississippi River, which makes it a really quiet place naturally and a great place to have this radio astronomy observatory. It also means that you know, you're going to start seeing the same people on a, a lot of the same events. So now all we've heard so far is that people go to this place, they say either they were there and they enjoy it and they stay, or they go there specifically for it. (laughs) So is, uh, you've lived there, Peter referenced Mayberry, is it all sunshine and light or is there like an underbarrel to the quiet zone? Yeah, I mean, it's not just radio scientists and NSA operatives who've been attracted to the quiet zone. There's been a whole host of like various groups over the decades, over the past half century that this place has been around that have been attracted to this place. And not all of them have been the most savory characters. Oh, really? Well, there's a new, <laughs> the, the neo-Nazi encampment there, right? One of our country's most well-known, at one time, the preeminent neo-Nazi formation, the National Alliance, which was founded by this guy named William Pierce, who wrote the Turner Diaries, yeah. uh, which has been a key motivating text for the far right. Timothy McVeigh actually had that copy, had, a, had the copy of that book in his getaway car from Oklahoma City after perpetuating that bombing there. So it's been a real motivating text, and he was operating out there from the quiet zone just just south of Green Bank for several decades. So we got neo-Nazis out there. There's a strong back-to-the-lander hippie movement that has been attracted to this super quiet place. You can imagine they want to get away from culture and from the economy and to kind of live off the land, so they've been attracted to this place. Uh, A more recent group, is actually these people who believe they have something called electromagnetic hypersensitivity. You two are probably familiar with the show called uh, Better Call Saul. Sure. Yeah, I remember the character of Chuck McGill, who yeah, believes yeah. that he's yeah. yeah he's made ill by, by Wi-Fi, by cell service, by the lights inside the buildings that he goes inside. So there's many people who believe they have this, this, this illness, and hundreds of them have gone out to Green Bank. So, so Peter, so is, that, I, is that a sister? Oh, it's a mesophone. Don't be condescending, which means talking down to. So my question for you is this. 
you have all those people escaping the electromagnetic fields and cell phones and lights, and they're there. I had yeah. heard, first of all, somebody committed suicide there, shot herself in the head, right? A Wall Streeter who went there for that reason to get away. So that got some attention, aside from the hippies, two hippies dying mysteriously there. So the town has some stuff going on. But the electromagnetic thing has never been proven medically. I looked that up. I heard that in the quiet zone now, somebody got smart in the real estate, that they put out advertising saying, hey, escape the world of electromagnetic, come here. And the real estate values started going up because it's like, like Jimmy Buffett land for seniors. Come here, we'll charge your premium because we have margaritas at five. There, they advertise Since no electromagnetic. Come, come to us. Here's what we don't have. Yeah. We don't have Wi-Fi. A beautiful two we don't bedroom, have streaming. Right, two bedroom we don't condo. have computers. We don't have cell phones. <laughs> we don't have pools. We have only one bathroom. We only have, a, there's no clubhouse, and we charge you more for that. What, it, Bingo, is that brilliant? <laughs> it's brilliant. We provide nothing, and that's because you asked for it. Is that, is that accurate, that people are actually moving there and that the real estate has been inflated? Absolutely. Yeah, I talked to one of the biggest real estate agents there in the county, and he said, yeah, we get a call pretty regularly from electrosensitives or from people who's Say we want to go to a and have it's a group. these things. Wow. Yeah it's, a, yeah, it's a group. And they cater to that. So now, like, this is probably the only real estate agency in the, in the world that actually has, like, a little icon or whatever on that property listing saying, in the quiet zone. You know, if, if I may summarize this, what I'm thinking about, and I'm just getting this for the first time, is you got neo-Nazis there who I'm sure want to be away from interracial mixing. So they're there because it's predominantly white. And law, and law enforcement. Wait, the, wait, wait, wait. You threw that away. It's predominantly white, the quiet zone? It's in Appalachia. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's in okay. Appalachia. Uh, so I would, Appalachia. Assume, I would assume, and that's why the neo-Nazis move there. They're not going to move a place where they go, hey, let's go to a Benetton ad, a place where there's but one the, of... The, the Rodriguez family can't go to the quiet zone? The, yeah, yes. The, what I'm just saying, my observation is, if the neo-Nazis move there to get away from yeah, the interracial... Okay. Then you got the people who want to get away from the lights and the, the Wi-Fi signal. And then you get the hippies who want to get away. It's really about well, escape. Hippies, it's by about, the way, hippies went out with the 60s. There's a new... Well, he, called, hip, call he called them hippies. Go yell at well, him. He's not right about everything. Okay. <laughs> All right. You want to read... He knows about thing? quiet. He doesn't know Can hippies. I make my point? All right. Go ahead. It's fascinating that all these people go to a place to escape something. And yet it's really about what's internal. It's not about what's on, on the outside, right? These, so these people... Are, are they happier or do they get there and go, wait a minute, I'm here now, but I'm really going, it's, it's an escape culture rather than a let's live life culture. It's kind of fascinating. It's kind of like that joke, no matter where I go, there, there I are. am, yeah. right? <laughs> if you're bringing something with you to the quiet zone, it's still going to be there when you go to the quiet zone. So if that's some kind of internal paranoia about people following you or some kind of extreme paranoia about other races or just dislike of other races, if it's the belief that you're being physically harmed by various things around you, that's still probably going to you know, follow you into the quiet zone. And that's been the case. You mentioned the, the woman with EHS, electromagnetic right. hypersensitivity, who, who killed herself. Right. Obviously, she didn't find what she was looking for in the quiet zone. It, it wasn't quiet enough for her, even in the quietest place in America. So you have to wonder, is there anywhere that would have been quiet enough for her? And she was Harvard, as I recall, Harvard and also Wall Street. I mean, this was a highly educated, really successful woman, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she went to Vassar College and then she went to Harvard Business School. She was like one of the earlier classes of women to graduate from Harvard Business School. 
And then she was like caring for disabled animals, rescuing cats and dogs, stray cats and dogs in the Charlottesville area of Virginia until she herself felt disabled by this onset of electromagnetic hypersensitivity. And then she wow. started going out to Green Bay. Stephen, I, I know that that's not necessarily your particular area of research, but as far as you know, just anecdotally, and this is, this is a true thing. So I have carpal tunnel in my right hand, and I find when I touch my fingers to the screen of my phone, it triggers, it's, or I feel that it triggers the carpal tunnel. So, hmm. so I, I don't know if that qualifies as electromagnetic, whatever. But as far as you know, is because Peter said anecdotally, this has never been proven to be a real thing. Anecdotally, from your experience, does it seem to be a real thing? Do most people who claim to suffer from that, who come to the quiet zone, do they improve generally? They say they improve. And sometimes they say they improve enough to where they can leave the quiet zone uh -huh. for either permanently or like you know, going out and coming back in. I mean, I, I found anecdotally that the more I thought about electromagnetic sensitivity and the more I was like looking into it, the more I started to wonder if I had it. You know, there's, uh -oh. there's little coincidences. Uh -oh. Like, I, I, <laughs> I'd be working on my, on my computer and a message might come through. And right at that moment or right before the message came through, I might have like had like a weird feeling or like a pain or something. And then it's like, oh, were they connected somehow? Your brain just starts making these fantastical leaps between this being the cause of this. And then when I stopped thinking about it, it didn't happen as much. It's like when you're obsessed with a certain number or a name or whatever, you start seeing that number everywhere. So right. Jason noticed, Jason made fun of me, but I can't, I'm not to your stone face for his little... Whatever illness or whatever thing he's Well, mine imagining. is a physical thing. Yours is a... Yours is a physical know. imagined thing. So. No, no. So, no, Steve, no. As we, they created the a whole zone for me. I don't hear the meso, mesophonia phony. Oh, zone. You know, oh, you know what? There's a whole, whole uh, 13,000 square mile place in America where people can't tap. Laurie, we're going to get emails from everybody who has miso, Dogs miso, can't walk miso, on the floor. Misophonia, okay? It's, I'm, I'm sure it's a real thing. I'm sorry you suffer. Oh, now, that. see, this is when he comes... And then I've got a call tonight and then maybe a small gift. And then he'll do it again. Then he'll bring it up again and make fun. Before we go, I, I, I don't think know. Be a gift. Are, are you still phoneless? Have you still maintained that life? Do you find it a better life? Yeah, I, I still don't have a, a, a cell phone. It's been it's been like twelve or thirteen years now, I guess. Jeez. And from everything I've experienced and read, I believe that my life is no worse and is in many ways better because I don't have a cell oh, phone. Oh, you've missed at least three book deals. I'm guarantee it. Guarantee they couldn't get you on the phone. They said if we can't get Stephen, the deadline. I don't know where he is. Let me ask you one other thing. Look at his face. Have... Look at his face. Yeah. Linger on that right. for a second. Yeah, yeah. Because no he's, going, he's joking. He's maybe going, did I miss three books? Maybe, maybe that's about Well, Stephen, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> Stephen is an award-winning journalist. He's been in The New Yorker, The Economist. The book is The Quiet Zone, Unraveling the Mystery of the Town Suspended in Silence. Uh, and I don't know about technology. Stephen, seems, does he seem happier than a normal human being, a regular person does with a phone? Does he seem happier? Yeah. He's, the hair seems like it hasn't been... Looks like he had an electromagnetic right? incident it, it with the hair. It doesn't seem... Camp I'm not one to judge people's hair, but I'm just saying, you're I, asking no, me to it. observe. Because you don't care what you think. No. Uh, he seems... Listen, I'm, I'm looking at the forehead. It's either he's carefree or there's Botox. I don't know which. Uh, but he's got... Look how many books he's got. So he's got a lot of obviously books. Obviously, he's a reader rather than... Reading uh, rather than, uh, yeah, say, so. watching television shows from... Well, are you going to go back to the quiet zone ever to check it out and do an update or no? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a continually fascinating to me. I'm going to keep on tracking the creep in of noise that is happening in the quiet zone. More and more people are getting cell phones and smartphones and Wi-Fi. There it it's goes. not what it used to be. No, no. more quiet so, zone. Well, yeah. thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been great to speak with you. It's been fantastic. Shh, quiet. He's going back now. to that again. He's going. Now.
podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We ended our interview with Stephen at the Quiet Zone, and apparently the, the takeaway is that people do appear happier. What this episode, my take on this, and then I'll get your take, is I'm doing everything wrong. It's always wrong. I'm using my computer too much. I'm on the phone too much. Give this up. It's like McMindfulness. It used to be mindfulness where you gave up the Buddhists, you give up your ego, and you give up your possessions. This is for profit for somebody. Like the McMindfulness movement is like a good example. It's Marie Kondo. My wife is, is like going around the house saying, I love your shirt. Goodbye. I love your desk set. Goodbye. I'm going, what are you doing? Well, She's first like, of all, that's not right. You're not, it's supposed to be, does this bring me joy? If the answer is yes, you keep it. Your Tommy's okay, okay. doing it all wrong. Apparently, a lot of my stuff in the house <laughs> did not give her joy. So she's throwing out my crap. My sense is, in a couple of years from now, they're going to find all my crap in Marie Kondo's basement. And there's going to be a big house sale, and she's full of it. So I said to my wife at the time, still my wife. Yeah, um, I was going to say clarify. At the time, I said to my wife, <laughs> yeah, wait, wow, that could have cost some money. Yeah, right. Uh, so I said to my wife, you know what? She's full of it. She's going to have a store selling product. She said, never, never, not Marie Kondo. She's about giving stuff away. Six months in. 
the Marie Kondo storage, get rid of your crap to make room for my crap. And now she had a baby, another baby, like I think her third. And she's saying, my house is a mess and it's okay because I'm too. So again, mindfulness, uh, I should give up my stuff. I should give up the phone for this amount of hour. Nonsense. I like chaos. I like noise. I'd like to be part of insanity. So I'm not, giving, like up, I'm not giving up tech. If I tap my pen, not that kind your of, head explodes. Not, what do you mean you, you like noise? Not that kind of noise. But I like, I like chaos. I like the phone going off. I love emails. I want to be part of that. I'm not uh-huh. giving that up. I think it's that movement to be better, to find your true self, and your true self means less social media. Uh, that ship has sailed. All right. I have many responses to you. First, okay. right. first and foremost... Ms. Kondo, if you're listening, his name is Peter Tilton. I enjoyed your book. I enjoyed your podcast. I enjoyed your, your programming. And I believe in the system that you have created. I think it's wonderful. Wow. My partner wow. has some issues. So if there's any legality to be sought here, his name is Peter Tilden. Wait, wait, wait. What did I say? What did I... You throw Marie, Marie Kondo out I'll the, show you the, the article. You want me to show you the article that I just pulled? It said her house is messy. Right, Laurie? Her house is messy now. She admits that her house is messy. And All she has right, a, that's And she different. has a store that sells product. That's what, what, different what? from... Oh, wow. This will all be cut out. All be cut out. What did I say that was legally jeopardize us? You, and you, thanks, by the way, for pointing it out. By the I, way. Yeah, go ahead. It may not be a legal jeopardy. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was condescending, which means to talk okay. down to <laughs> a friend of mine told me that. Um, here's my take on the whole thing. Let me ask you a question, first of all. At the end of every week, I didn't ask for this, but a message comes up at the end of every week saying, your screen use for the week mm-hmm. is up or down from mm-hmm. the week right, before. Right. Does that happen to you? Of course that happens to me. You think it's what just is you? your emotional you reaction? Microsoft just singles you out to do that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know yeah, your everybody, business. Every, I don't know everybody. your business. What when you what is your emotional reaction to hearing that it went up or down? I don't even care. You don't care? care? I'm Seriously? Not gonna, are you gonna alter your oh wow, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm an hour up. Who yeah. cares? I get uh, I'm embarrassed when mine goes up. I go, I'm, to whom? I'm by whom? I'm I, I feel like I'm I'm wasting my life. What have I done? There's nothing I'm doing on the screen. Other, uh, my computer is one thing. Okay, so to my point, so what have you changed? But What have you changed now that you know I act- When that happens, I go, I actively go, okay, I can't use this app as much this week. I can't use that app as much this week. You're what insane. I'm saying You're is insane. I don't need to go to a quiet zone. I don't need to have rules imposed on me. I can self-regulate myself. Well, you're an amazing I human can, being. Let me just I say. Can, if I don't want to use my cell phone, I don't need to be like, like Stephen. I don't need to throw it away. I put it down. I walk away. You know what the I'm fact saying? that it's next to me right now is not indicative of anything. <laughs> By the way, just mine, because oh, I'm doing me, a podcast. Excuse me. excuse me. I don't know if no. we have a remote. Do we have a remote camera, Larry, or anything? Look at the table here. Mr. I can give up stuff has his cell phone a foot from his elbow. Mine is nowhere to be found. So that kind of nowhere says, to be found. If I frisk you right now, I'm not going to find your cell phone on you. you no, I don't really phone want phone. to. Oh. I was just asking hypothetically. I haven't been touched in a while. Here's my good. next thing yeah. I want to know. Oh boy, this since more. when I because I, this yeah. caught me. Yeah. Since when do neo Nazis want to be quiet? Aren't they like propagandizing? Aren't they? Don't they have these networks on, on, the, on the four chans or eight chans or twelve chans or whatever chan they're on? Aren't they always? Or is it just... I think he moved there a while ago. I think this was a lot a while ago. He, Stephen moved there a while no, ago? No, the guy, the, the neo-Nazi. The, the neo-Nazi yeah, guy. But he said there's a, there's a whole group I don't know that it's still... Go. I don't know it's still there, but I guess I think they liked it because it was in the middle of nowhere and they're not scrutinized. I, I, I just, mate, not scrutinized. Okay, I just you think... You more questions? Uh, you want I, me to answer I, that? I, I don't, I don't understand it. I, I didn't understand that. That's why that. we had Stephen on. And I also don't understand, if I may... Seems like a very nice guy. I liked him. I enjoyed the conversation. Guy doesn't have a cell phone. Guy isn't wired into anything. Here it comes. 
Guy lives in the quiet zone, writes a book. What is he doing? He's on a podcast, on television, on radio, on streaming, hawking the book, on all the things that people deal with in an in a unwired way. That's where he's promoting the, the, oh, see, if you unplug and unwire, read my book, and I'll promote this thing. Do you hear any sort of, I don't want to use the word hypocritical. I don't know if it applies. I'm, I'm not sure. But I'm just saying, it struck me a little odd. Hey guys. That's where the man would promote. I'm still here. I hear this. I didn't mean him. I meant <laughs> the hippies. Right. That's the hippies meant. from the 60s. Everyone knew you meant that. They're, they're the ones. It's not Steven. Steven. Steven doesn't. That wouldn't be Steven. I don't think he's buying it. <laughs> should, I, should I hang up now? All right, what do I get? What's he going to do? Call me names on a not plugged in machine? That's right. He, he would never know. He would never know. Just like know. the Amish. Well, thank you for being, Stephen. Thank you for being with us. Again, Stephen's book, award winning journalist, The Quiet Zone, unraveling the mystery of a town. Would you live there? How long would you last there? Seriously. How long would you last? Uh, you know what's funny? And in all honesty? Yeah. Like people go, you're so hyper, you're neurotic. Yeah. You go on a vacation. You can't you sit can never still. Watch. You have no attention. A day, a day or two on vacation. Yeah. If I'm really away, yeah. second day, yeah. I don't care if somebody died or said they'll be dead when I get back home. I can completely unplug. I, I, honest to God, I've traveled you with you. You want to do something called the contest? Does that ring a bell? Oh, sure. Yeah. See who can do without their phone the longest? Without their phone? Without their phone for the longest. I, I, I'm going to lose. You know why? Because of the two of us, who probably has more business calls and emails to do? One up and me. Google Heim. Did we do anything? See you? I probably lost. So you threw in a towel already. Anything that we missed today, <laughs> Mr. Google Heim, or that needs to be Absol corrected? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, of course. Uh, we did first. Yeah. Well, I wanted to get in on the, the, the misophonia that you have. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. About. I can't wait to hear now, this. People with misophonia are affected emotionally by common sounds that can make them angry and have other sorts of feelings. These sounds could be breathing, yawning, chewing. Now, I'm not a doctor, although I could play one online. It also could be something called hyperacusis, which makes everyday sounds seem much louder than they should. So far, neither have decided. So yes, if I hear a baby cry, that is a thing. And nails on a chalkboard, that's a thing emotionally. I understand it. Rain yeah. would be a positive emotion. He's talking about if the dog Background is walking across yeah, yeah. the floor, he can't he can't put it, get it together. Look that's going to send him. He can't get it together because is it a real the thing. Dog. Is, is it a real that thing sound like misophonia or the or the hyper thing that you described, or is it just mm, Peter? Well, I'm oh. sure it's just Peter, but hyperacusis, oh, people suffering oh, yeah. from hyperacusis can be affected by a barking dog, a car engine. A barking a dog, yes. Sure. Those are those can be highly annoying sounds. But click, 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 yeah. click, you know click. What else my is dog to be walking an annoying for 10 seconds. You know what else is currently getting to be an annoying sound? <laughs> Uh, what else you got? Well, it also, it, it also, Jason, I, I, I'm not done diagnosing Peter oh, yet. Yes, please. There's a litany of things that he may have. Oh, you're, not, may you're, have, you're not kidding, brother. <laughs> he might have phonophobia, which is also called sonophobia, which is makes some sounds, especially louder sounds, make you fearful or anxious. So uh -huh. I don't know if that no, that, doesn't, be, uh, that doesn't sound like It's just rhythmic sounds in the background that, are, that have a cadence to them drive me crazy. 
I think that's anybody called, else have it? Anybody in the other room have it? Tildenisis. Tildenisis. Yes, he has it. He has it. He's not. Look. What? No, you don't. Don't. Yes, he does. Stop. Not, please. Please. Gosh, please. You know I, he's on payroll. Can, can I, of can course I, he's not. Can I do a public you. service here? Before you get involved in a business or anything with anybody, vet the background really carefully. Really go deep before you have an association. It's legal. What, what, what aspersion are you You're casting? judgmental. I'm not You're judgmental. Much more judgmental if than If you I want to believe that the sound of your dog's oh, nails okay. clicking right. across the linoleum for 10 seconds is the reason you can't focus or hold it together, God bless you. I support you. Go You're for cutting it. him up too? You're Go cutting him it. up too? I, I don't, uh, listen, he's nodding to you because- Don't you have the same thing? To, you really have the same thing? He's paid to nod he's to not, you. He's nodding. Come he's, here, come I here, know, come here, come here. Tell Jason, or can you go on mic? Can you say? Can, yeah. Okay, so tell Jason. Yeah, it's, it's unbearable. Unbearable. If someone's tapping. If someone's tapping. It's unbearable. Unbearable. And you focus on that instead of the person talking. You just found a new partner for the Really No Really podcast. <laughs> you know what's really funny? Was just, I just thought about Called this. Called two nudniks. When he said Peter tapping, <laughs> for our school, we did a benefit. And the benefit was the world's best tap, tap dancers, three of them. Oh, so I you, thought you, pull, I, I thought I was going to pull, pull, pull my hair. Now, wait a minute. No, seriously. If you, so if you're watching the tap dancers... You know that's the thing know, you're supposed that, to be listening that, to. Even so that, even that, yeah, well, yeah. It, so it doesn't matter if it's background. It's Usually it's background, but constant tapping, like a drum solo is fine, but that kind of tapping, da, 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 da. I don't understand tap dancing to begin with, that you go to school to learn, da, 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 da. I can't tell bad from good tap dancing, and then you have to buy the shoes, and you have to go every Thursday, and anybody who's out there with kids who are tap dancing, God bless. Well, I just that was the first kind of dance. <laughs> you look, can you tap dance? I, I was better when I was younger, but I could. Can you I show could, us? Can we get a camera on Jason's feet? With my sneakers that? on the rug? I just want to see how you do it. I want to see how good you are. No. And everybody does the same what thing. What am I, they a do, seal? They, they do uh, the front no. stuff, the front stuff, and then they do the side stuff. We're going da, 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 da. It's like the same routine. No, they're not. Have you ever seen, like, Gregory Hines, Savian guess Glover? Who, who booked? Okay. Sandman Slide. That night. That night. Charles you know. Honey Coles. These are. <laughs> wow. These, these guys. You go deep. You know yeah. who was that night who tap danced that night? Who? Gregory Hines and Savian Glover. Did they really? Yeah. And even though they're the best. Let me tell you. By the time it's the third guy doing it, it's a little bit trying. You know what? The third. If those two were the starters, I would not want to be guy number three because you're not gonna. We gotta wrap. We gotta wrap. You got anything else, Google Hunt, before we go? I do not. All that right. was it. Just just uh, casting aspersions on my meat. So player. listen, what do you say? You want to go? Should we go to to Green Bank, uh, West Virginia, and see what it's no, like? You want to go? No, Is that your next vacation no, spot? No. We go together for your During birthday. During COVID, I want to go somewhat. <laughs> for my birthday. For COVID, there's 8,000 people in 13,000 no, saying It's the safest COVID zone in America. Yeah, let's let's say we're going to go BS. We're going. Next week, live from Green Thank you. Laura, come in for a second. Come in for a second. I just yeah. want Laurie to be involved in this. For one Can we take Laurie when we go to the quiet zone? Laurie, on a scale of 1 to 10, how mean was Jason to me with the misophonia? And be honest. You are mean. There you go. Thank it you. It is a very real thing. So you have to be very careful with some people. My friend, if you slurp soup, yeah. it goes nuts. Oh my God, I don't know. If there's a, she'll go insane. In a restaurant, she has to be seated away, and she loves, she's going to Tokyo. She loves you walk around food around on, yeah. things like that. A lot of slurping is what you're saying? Yeah. A lot of slurping. Yeah. So is this where the, the, the water torture thing comes it from? It is. The, oh, the it dripping, could be. the sound of dripping. Oh, dude, if there's if there's a dripping faucet, I lose. I, I literally, and I can't control it. I don't want to 
not funny. I'm so glad that you said that. I want to do an episode on misophonia. Your, can I say who has face blindness? Sure. Your my wife. His wife has face blindness. Brad, not Pitt's severe, book. but but. And then know. Jason introduced me to a guy who had face blindness. Who doesn't remember? He sees you, and then he has no idea it's you the next time. Which sounds like a BS thing, but yeah. it's real. Really. Seriously, you know with the whole misophonia thing that I, for our show, I make fun of you. Oh, no. I'll take yeah, any reason is, no, I can this is the, we, This is the Don Rickles, but who I'm a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is, he kills everybody. He's uh, misogynistic, racist, and it's, but I'm a nice guy. No, I actually, and I think I actually knew that you know that I adore you. And I know I you have know. many things, and I always make fun of you, because that's I, I, what we do. We make fun of each I other. Love you, I know. You make fun of my height, my hair, my stomach. My, my failed career, my... Should I keep going? <laughs> you want me to keep going? Next episode, we'll see. We don't know what it is. But what's the difference? It'll be marginally good. This, this has been Really No Really. With Jason Alexander. And the, the quiet. Quiet zone. And it's a quiet zone. Him. Really No Really. Yeah. No Really. For more Really No Really, go to reallynoreally.com. We're also on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at... Really No Really Podcast. We release new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to follow us on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Really No Really is a production of iHeartRadio and Blase Entertainment. Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.